Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Messages from Beyond. Since a near-death experience, I have had the gift of communicating with the subtle levels of the cosmos, in a form of deep meditation in which I ask certain beings from the other world to communicate with me. As one of the first contacts to the afterlife, my old friend and teacher, friend of the Indians, showed himself to me. And it is now a great pleasure for me to introduce you to the conversations here as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and our articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our ability. Thank you for understanding. Dear friend of the Indians, what would you like to tell me about the forms of movement? It requires a great deal of explanation to put this truth into a comprehensible form. First of all, you have to explain that movement is the essence of the energies. Movement creates transformation and transformation creates movement. Therefore, both processes are fully connected to each other and one cannot happen without the other. Movement accelerates transformation and transformation moves the already existing connections. Therefore, the movement of the soul's energy is closely connected to its transformation. But please, let me delve even more deeply into the subject. All forms of life are created solely through movement. This movement creates the possible forms of souls in a body. The forms of life induce the potentials of life. The forms of the soul induce the potentials of the soul. Please try to explain this a bit more clearly. How exactly do you mean this? Human beings animate matter and in doing so they create their own impulses and through that they create matter. The souls and live in the forms created through energetic processes which have a far deeper and more far-reaching effect than the movement of the bodies would ever be capable of. Therefore, we have to distinguish between the movement of the soul and the movement of the body. The movement of the soul energy is always permitted. It does not know time as you know it, but it does know the maturing process. The energy of physical movement does no time. It exists in time. The maturing of the body, however, does not necessarily entail the simultaneous maturing of the soul. That makes sense, and it is good that you make this distinction. Are there any other distinctions that you would like to make? The cleansing of the energies requires infinite patience from the people and the souls. Because souls live through the body and bodies live because they have souls. But all of this is embedded in the cosmic ripening process and many a soul does not mature when it lives in a body. 
So you mean to say that many people, because of their spiritual unawareness, are unable to use the time that they live as human on earth to bring their soul to maturity. Is this correct? Yes. And what is the reason for all this? The reason is contamination. And with that, the loss of perception of spiritual connection. Through this, people mostly live in a sort of trauma that their thoughts revolve around, and this makes them forget who they really are. But back to the movement of the souls, which ultimately is more important than the movement of the bodies. I want to point out that the energy of life is always in motion. The people who remain trapped in situations and circumstances, they neither experience physical movement of any kind, nor especially and more importantly, spiritual movement. The movement of the soul needs the movement of the body. Engaging in sports, however, is not the movement I mean. What I mean is the movement away from a state of being. You probably have some examples for this. Hmm, I'm thinking. You could use the following example. Someone may like being a public servant, which entails a certain security in this form, guaranteed until his death. And he will then live out his entire life in this form. And I believe that you want to say that such a possibility will bring you security on the one hand, but on the other hand, it will not offer you any possibility to collect very different and perhaps much more soul-expanding experiences since you only ever move within this framework. Is this right? Yes, this is exactly what I mean. Hmm. With movement of the body... I ultimately mean the movement away from your current circumstances of life into new experiences in different states of being. You need courage for this, and few people have that courage. Most people live in a dejected state of mind, and because of that, much time goes by in which they do not move at all in a spiritual sense. Mm. But people who want to move spiritually will, uh, will accelerate their energy and this in turn will revive your body. But please be careful here and do not get bogged down with details because it is different for each energy and each person. The decisive factor for how a person moves is their spiritual power. And hence the power of the souls is tightly bound to the possibility of doing so. Oh, yes. Every person creates their own life and their own responsibility. But here I want to briefly touch upon the importance of trying to move forward, away from the existing forms in your lives, or at last to keep the willingness to do this alive in you. Moving forward is an essential energy that you need to keep alive inside you. It is not repetitive experience that inspires the soul, but new experience. Mm. You can only have experience when the body is in motion. I think the basic principle has now been given. Yes, it has. You have talked about courage. 
then I also need to talk about fear. Because many people are afraid, especially within the structures created by mankind, which is, in my opinion, no, which, in my opinion, have been created with the aim of making people afraid in order to keep their energy vibration low. What would you like to tell these people? You have identified this problem very well. Fear is a test of fortitude for your soul. Mm. If you overcome your fear, you walk the path of the soul. If you live in fear, you walk the path of human structures. Human structures are subject to the cosmic laws, but they were not created in accordance with the cosmic laws, but as a rule according to the opinion or perception of a single person or a group of people which in turn did not act in connection. These laws are therefore forms that have nothing to do with cosmic laws, nor are they in accordance with them, but they are simply subordinate laws that often block the soul's development. This is an important insight, and it is very important to make this distinction. The willingness of the soul to unfold knows neither limits nor fear. But since people create laws and forms that in turn create limits and fears, these fears then block the power of the soul. Mm. Therefore, fear is an important factor because it is one of the most important blocking agents that prevent people from moving physically and hence spiritually. Physical movement from one state of being into another is an important decisive process of human existence. If you remain in the same form your entire life, you do not transmute any power inside you, which in turn would have been able to liberate your soul. You have let the ego decide. I understand. And therefore I would like to briefly sum up. You are not saying that it is important to go to the gym every day or to ride a bicycle to work. <laughs> What you are saying is that it is important that people maintain the power that propels them out of their current state of being. A state of power in which they say, I want to experience this, I want to experience that, I would like to travel to this place, I want to experience this state of being. And after, for instance, working in a company for or in one place for a year, I want to be able to move in order, or move on in order to have some more experiences. And so on. And this gives the soul the chance to expand exponentially and to mature through the many newly created possibilities, right? Right. What about the whole subject of responsibility? These people have children, they create families, and in the eyes of the people it would be ir irresponsible to say, yeah, great, I guess, I'm moving on now, and never mind that the people I'm leaving will stay behind. So what about these people? That is another important question. The decisive factor here is not the form of the family, but the form of the belief. Oh, really? Okay, Why the form of belief? 
because rigid structures also call on the people to open up to the flexibility of the spirit. What I mean exactly is that people who create families are called upon in this structure that they have created themselves and chosen freely to give permission to each member of their family to unfold freely and respectfully. I want to point out, especially for these structures, that it is important to become more open in your structures of belief. The children should not have to live your life, nor do the parents have to be the providers. They are also free people who should be able to continue to live a life of flexibility and development. The children should give this freedom to their parents and the parents should give it to the children. For the development of the souls does not simply end the moment that you have decided on the family. <laughs> this is neither healthy nor right, which is why I need to mention it. Children are independent beings who, just like you, have chosen a form that makes it possible for them to unfold. Therefore, please, dear parents, look closely at your children. Ask them precisely where they feel happy and where they don't. Support this instead of blocking everything that comes to light. Mm. A being wants to live and it needs your support in order to carry out this movement. It is indeed possible to create movement here, inside the well-defined family structures. I understand. So what you are calling for here most of all is that if you are surrounded by solid structures that crave your responsibility, you should remain flexible and think and feel flexibly within this structure. You should love and regard everyone in your family the way they are, instead of forcing your own belief system and your own way of life on them. Yes. Okay, I understand this. But do people who have a family and who move away from this form get a divorce or just suddenly disappear for one day? No, one day. <laughs> Do these people act irresponsibly or responsibly in the eyes of the cosmos? How should we look up on this? This is a very particular problem indeed. The people who want to live spiritual movement need untamed perception in order to create forms that will not bring them to this point. Because those people who want to experience spiritual progress cannot really help but exercise this power. If they fail to do this, they will get sick. The energy is always there. If suppressed, it will develop into a type of energy that creates unhappiness of the soul as well as physical illness. This energy creates physical illness. Wow. Just one moment, dear friend of the Indians. I have to briefly ask again. There is such a thing as unhappiness of the soul? Of course. The word is perhaps not quite correct. Please help me here. The unhappiness of the soul is ultimately just a type of energy that cannot flow because it is being detained by the human spirit, the ego. That means that you want to call upon the people not even to begin 
to go into and to live structures that are not appropriate to them, right? Right. So, in plain English, do consider carefully if you, for instance, want to create a family and maintain it. Will you be flexible enough in these formal structures to allow your soul to grow? And if, if this is not the case, then you need to find a different form to create, right? Exactly. It does not have to be the form of a family that constitutes such blockage. You have to reconsider everything that forces you to remain in an energetic condition that does not allow your inner power of movement and transformation to unfold. But especially when the rather solid structure of the family is concerned, it usually takes two, but that again is a different story. That it is. Thank you. Now I have a few questions about a similar subject that is a constant mystery to the people. Is light a form of movement? Is it the source of all being or is it something entirely different? How do you perceive light? What is the meaning? Light is the cosmic force that gives expansion and an abundance that all, to all beings. It is part of the cosmic energy, but only one expression of it. Do you understand me? Yes, but in terms of measurement, humans have assigned a speed to light. Our scientists are of the opinion that the speed of light is the fastest speed there is. But the wise brotherhood has told me many more things in connection with different speeds of light and the creation, the, the, the creation of the different levels of being. I have written about this in my book, The Basics of Being. What do you think about this? How do you perceive it? <laughs> That is funny, because from a cosmic point of view, the speed of light is located at the very beginning of the velocity scale of light. You are touching on a subject that I love talking about. The fastest way to move energy from your point of view is actually the slowest form from a cosmic point of view. The cosmic energies move much, much faster. And you have described this absolutely correctly in your other book. The different levels of perception in the cosmos come into being and exist in different ways, but they are all a much faster energy than any of those that you know. Hence, the spiritual worlds begin exactly where your world's world ends. The world of the deceased is the world of the first speed of light. For this is the word that you use for this kind of thing, isn't it? Yes. We have a different term for this energy. We call it the power of love. What? Why power of love? Speed is not is as you define it. A movement through space and time. We give a name to the energy that creates this speed. Mm. The energy that moves. Mm -hmm. An integral component of the power of love is the expansion of the soul. Mm. Amplitude enables the perception of the power of love and with that the acceleration of the soul. Therefore, amplitude and acceleration are an integral part of what you would call speed. But here, even more so. 
while speed is defined in your world by the movement through space in a given time. It is here the acceleration and amplitude of the soul that create speed. The power of love is the power that moves the energies, dear. You know that already. Yes, that's true. We have already learned a lot about this from you. The energy emanates from the source and then begins to unfold. On this path, it accumulates love. That is correct. Love, in turn, is the energy that strengthens it and causes it to expand further. And through this, it accelerates because love, in connection with consciousness, transforms and ultimately strengthens the energy of the souls. Therefore, not only light is an expression of energy, but also the love that moves everything. This may be an unusual description in terms of your science, but this is the way it is. Love and light are similar to each other. Love moves the soul. Light moves the form. Mm -hmm. Light connects the different levels. Love connects all the beings on these levels. Love is an omnipotent cosmic power. Light is a cosmic instrument. The speed of light operates on the different levels. The power of love operates in the souls. So the souls do not move with the speed of life, but with the speed of love. Souls move at the speed of light on the spiritual levels. But their true expansion is created by the speed of love. But I do not like the term speed of love. Then call it differently. Acceleration through love. Let me try to sum up. Light moves the spiritual levels and love moves the souls on the different levels. That is correct. Yes. So does this mean that the power of love works inside the souls and moves them and the speed of life, it, speed of light is the term of the energy that moves the levels or in which these levels move in order in other words works outside of the souls like an interior and an exterior energy. You may call especially the power of love an interior energy. Yes. And what about the energy of light? The energy of light moves the levels. Doesn't that make it an exterior energy and not something inside the souls? The speed of light works in the levels. <laughs> Are the power of love and this power of light similar to each other? They are not because the movement through love needs the amplitude of a soul in order to be perceptible. But the power of light does not need another component. It just is. Ah, so the power of love is like an invisible inner energy in the cosmos that only the living beings of the cosmos can perceive in the depth of their being, right? That is correct. And the power of light is the energy that is there all the time anyway, and you do not need to perceive it, right? That is correct, yes. <laughs> do all energies in the cosmos move with the speed of light? Oh, no. From what point onward does something move with the speed of light? 
the souls that leave the body usually move with the speed of light. But some move much faster. What about the other energies in the cosmos? Mostly, they move even faster. But as soon as they attach themselves to a place and an organism, they decelerate. That means that all beings on Earth and on other planets move much more slowly than they are capable of in their true nature. Their mobility is therefore an important factor for retaining and nurturing their true mode of being. Are there other speeds as well? The speed of light is the only concept that you know. Therefore, it would not make much sense for me to describe it differently. Even the movement of love is extremely difficult to understand. Hmm. Could you say that people who have a very large soul also have a high speed of love? Yes, that is true. For their love is very strong. Would you like to add anything else to the concept of the movement? No. The most important things have been said. The most important things transmitted. So what would you like to talk about next? Infinite expansion. Okay, well then, thank you very much. Love. Thank you, Steve.